are back for another episode of Unboxing the Hobby brought to you by Loop. And we're here with the one, the only, Nature. What's up, man? What's up? <laughs> thank you for having thanks me. Thanks for coming on. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thanks for jumping on, man. It's, uh, it, it's, we don't have like, we, we mix in the content creators and the, and the breakers here and there in this, but it's funny. I think you, you might be one of my favorite content creators currently and breakers for multiple reasons. And we'll get into all that, but. Oh man, I appreciate that. Wow. You must've yeah. got the Venmo this morning, huh? You but yeah, the the content, man, it's uh it's 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 just always mixing it up and I like the the stuff that you do. But I look back and I always do this at the beginning of these interviews is so on January twenty-fourth, twenty twenty one, that was your first Instagram post as nature. So mm. we always like to get into this, like how God. did that how did that begin? Like how how you how was on that day you were like, I'm gonna take a picture of this Justin Jefferson checkerboard card. Oh my quick. god, you do do your research. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are good. <laughs> so what happened? Like how that how that how that decision happened for you? Man, okay, so I know at the time I was joining breaks under my regular Instagram. And then I started getting tons of follows, you know, people, you know how it goes when you join a break, you got a whole bunch of people following you. And I figured like I might as well just make a card page. Um that's crazy. I remember that card too. That was a hell of a card. That's a good Justin card. Jefferson, That's why you posted it. It's a good card. Justin Jefferson Prism checkerboard. Yeah, it was sick. I was like, I saw it. And I was like, I was like, that's better than most first posts. Like first posts usually I get is like some base rookie card, and they're like, yeah, yeah. look at this. I was like, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, damn. Yeah, that. Yeah, that was the first post, and I figured I might as well just make a card page so I don't mix and you know my personal with the cards. And yeah, and actually that was the month my uh my second daughter was born. No way. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I was that was the first time I was joining breaks. I was in the delivery room. And we're just, <laughs> just killing we're just time. Out and I was watching breaks. My buddy was sending me lives. And yeah, I remember I hit a base tour and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Which in 2021, that was worth what, $10,000, I think? Yeah. Uh, Close, I think nine. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I was thinking that Justin Jefferson checkerboard, that's 2021 money. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's like, that's a solid card. Like when you pulled that in 2021, I was like, I, I think I sold it for like, oh my God. I think between 500 and 1,000. I was going to say it has to be retail, yeah. like, because that's retail, right? Was the checkerboard retail still at that it point? It was the, uh, Oh man, what are those called? The it looks like a display and it's tall. What are yeah, those yeah, called yeah. again? I forget. Oh. Um oh, God, and I people forget? used to buy them sealed. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> My God. That's gonna yeah. annoy. And then to touch on what nature said, for all you don't know that don't have kids, it's not like the movies. You don't your wife doesn't go into labor and then immediately the baby <laughs> starts coming. Like you sometimes have hours, if not days, to wait and do nothing while your wife is in yeah. like a little bit of pain to gradual extreme pain. So you you do a lot of phone scrolling and, and movie yeah. watching. Thank you. Yeah. That, that was I, uh, clearly for me. That was clearly for my education. Yeah, freaking um, even when my third daughter was born, I remember I went to, I was joining Raz's too, super degenerate. <laughs> uh, I remember I, I hit a Ant-Man rookie ticket auto PSA 10 what it instantly sold it <laughs> yeah for instantly sure 
but I remember hitting that in the delivery room for my second or for my third daughter. So, <laughs> That's amazing, man. Just to have it. Wait, speaking of which, are razzes still a thing? Like, I feel like they used to be all over my Instagram feed like 18 months mm -hmm. ago. Haven't seen one in a while. So I still see a couple, but a lot of the big Raz pages, they moved to Facebook. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of them on Facebook. I know the slab room, they were big time on Instagram and I think they're on they're on Facebook. And those ones are even worse because you could win main spots uh without paying. I'm like, God damn, it's even worse. You Bro, I never first first of all, every time I tried to figure out a Raz, it shows my my mental capacity. I was like, what does this even mean? I was like, I can't figure. I was like, can I just buy a box or a spot? And like, no, 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 this is the way it's gonna work. And I was like, yeah. Just always like slowly shut my laptop or turn my phone off or I'm like I'm I'm done I can't do it. <laughs> you know what's the craziest Raz uh, that I've been a part of? Um, actually two. One of them from a micro, because you know there's different levels: mains, fillers, micros, well, nanos. I, well, first of all, before you explain that, explain to the listeners real quick if you can in like a, a like a, a little condensed form what a Raz is, because some people yeah. are listening to this and be like, "What the hell is a Raz?" No, well, a Raz is a but... raffle essentially uh there's 10 spots on a main and what the seller does is they break down the cost by, divided by 10 so you have a one out of 10 chance of winning right and for the big ticket items you could do top five fillers so it's like it just keeps going and going for like mini raffles to to get a spot in another raffle to all the way to the main spot so it's so just crazy. really different levels of degeneracy you know what i mean like it really is. It's like it's like that that National Lampoon's movie where they go to Vegas, Vegas vacation, and they're yep. like playing war in a casino. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. It's, it reminds me of that yeah. casino. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's really just gambling at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I'll tell you right now, probably 80% of the winners of card razzes actually like, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, 20% probably keep them while the 80% just end up selling them for cash. Yeah, for sure. They're like, yeah. oh, I did it. And then I know. I'm over here talking bad about it, but like I'm a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> Nature's currently in a raz on the side of the screen, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh. But yeah, I remember I hit a Lamello Purple Ice Prism Rookie PSA 10. And I remember at the time it was like seven or eight grand. <laughs> and I hit that. And the craziest one though, where the payout wasn't the same. But it was a Steph Curry rookie, and uh, I was in like a super nano. I think I invested like invested, gambled about a hundred dollars, and I made it all the way to the main right. And each main was thirty or was three thousand because I think the card was about thirty grand, right? Yeah. And I guess by the time we all made it to the main, the seller had someone willing to cash out to pay for uh -huh. the whole card, so yeah. they asked everybody. Hey, uh, do you want to, like, is it cool if we all just give you three grand each? And we were all like, hell yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that was crazy. Cause that was from like a super nano. And I just kept getting lucky moving up, moving up, moving up. And then just got cashed out for it. It's so funny, God. man. It's so funny. The different levels of like, like you said, of a kind of degeneracy that can happen within the hobby if you really like peel out the layers of of things yeah. that are happening. You know, it's it's a it's a crazy situation. But uh, now, now nature, you're you uh, you're in SoCal now, right? 
No, Northern California. Northern California. Okay, so you're Northern California. What part of the part of the Bay Area are you in? So I'm just outside of Vallejo, in the the Fairfield area. Yeah, uh, but I'm yeah, born yeah. and raised in San Francisco. Okay, yeah, I was born, I was, I was raised in Antioch, so that's why I like. Oh, okay. I've started, that's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of close, right across. Close, the, closest the, the to you, closest bridge. to you. Yeah, you go over the bridge. So that was like that was another reason you caught on with me real fast. I was like, these sound like all this guy sounds like all my friends from home. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, we have like our own way, like our own way of speaking out here. You know what I'm saying? It really, like, it it really is, Mac. It really is. Like if you truly pay attention to the way, like, uh most of the people from the bay area speak it's a very it's almost like its own language sometimes it's funny it's funny i had no idea i gotta come out yeah. there i'll tell you right now one time we went to cabo right and this is obviously a different country right and you would think people outside of california oh you're from california you're from california there was a bunch of dudes from la and they go y'all from the bay huh i was like <laughs> yeah so it's crazy like it's what stock is saying like outside of california you might not notice it we're all just grouped in with california but in the state, you know, like where people so are from, funny. it's crazy. Oh man, that's it. So, All right, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say, so we, so we were talking about razzes. I'm assuming razzes weren't your first entry point into the hobby. Like, where did your hobby journey start? God, you know, it's crazy when you said that. I'm like, wait, was it? I don't think it was. <laughs> You're like, could be. It could have been the way you got introduced to it. <laughs> um, okay, so my first entry into the hobby, I was doing Pokemon. Um, I was watching a lot of YouTube during the pandemic and I seen people opening. So I, I started buying ETBs or elite trainer boxes. If you're not familiar with that, um, I would buy those, I would film it and I would post it on YouTube. And, and then that evolved into evolved Pokemon. I didn't plan that, but, <laughs> uh, it, it went from pre-recorded to live. And then I started selling packs. For like booster boxes or even etbs and then from there my buddies and it was crazy funny story i was at target and i would trade poke or prism blasters herbert and burrow year for pokemon <laughs> like but you know like remember back in the day we're all in line you know you could get one sport one pokemon and yeah. then i would just trade because like you know a lot of people were breaking sports at the time um and from there my buddy was like, hey, you know, watch the sports break. And I was watching and I go, wow, it's way more exciting pulling a, a numbered, you know, Justin Herbert or at the time even base compared to like, <laughs> you know, Charizard or nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. That, that's kind of how I transitioned into sports. And then, I mean, I realized that the profit margin was a lot more with sports too. So <laughs> like probably realistically, probably like, Five ten x man, yeah. You know, and so funny. and and this is this is what I I truly like. Uh, why I like a lot of your content is very obviously not the scripted stuff, but like most of your stuff is very real. And you've always been very upfront in regards to like how you use and monetize the hobby, you know, for yourself. And then you also obviously are, you know, you collect other things and do all this other stuff, but. And that's what I like. I feel like a lot of people in the hobby are always very scared to talk about like how they're making money in the hobby for whatever reason, especially on social media, because sometimes people jump in. You're like, oh, you're not doing it because you're not a true collector. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is a business from the very beginning yeah. of it all, you know? Yeah. Um, so do you do you find yourself like 
does it ever pop up or are you just like i don't care this is what i'm doing like how does that how does that play i don't give a shit dude (laughs) i just that's the thing i you know i think people respect that i keep it real you know what i mean like even the people who join my breaks um you know I, i like to hook up the people who always join right and you know sometimes product drop or like the value drops and stuff like that and i keep it real you know i'll be like i can't really hook you up this time you know like i'm very open about how much i make well you know i don't see a dollar amount but i'll i'll tell people hey i took a hit on that one or oh you know i got more wiggle room stuff like that i'm very open and even with the content too like i've made jokes about because i work with arena club i actually just extended my partnership with them uh last week nice i haven't even announced that yet (laughs) um breaking news news. breaking news yeah um (laughs) you know i've made jokes about them paying me you know what i mean like i don't know at the end of the day i just think it's funny you know yeah i I agree because i think that i think what people like lose sight of is like okay if everyone you want to be a true collector well in reality you're just giving money to panini and tops and leave for whoever you're playing content. And these are all companies that are for profit. So all of yeah. a sudden, like I'm, I'm the bad person because I want to make a little bit of money for myself <laughs> while doing yeah, something. I've I had enjoy. people say, Oh, your price is this, but Panini's is this. And I'm like, how much do you think they made it for? Or how much do you think it cost? Like, you don't think they're profiting? Like, yeah. <laughs> <Get outta> here. <laughs> you think they made that box for, for $750 and then yeah, just selling it for like, $750? Like, okay. They must not be profiting. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting world, man. But uh, now, content wise, it's it's grown over like since we talked about your first post. You know, you were cards, a lot of pictures of cards. What made you switch finally over to like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my face up here. I'm gonna do some skits. Like, was there something that you saw on social media, or was it just something that kind of popped up in your head? How that how did that all evolve? That's a great question um well with youtube um i you could always see my face because i would have like a dual camera for the pokemon right and then that transitioned into me doing movie reviews i would attend early screenings Uh, i was on the press list and everything and i would do reviews for youtube and then when that transitioned to tiktok i think that's where i was definitely more comfortable because i was posting a lot more and uh, the short form content right and then from there, actually, yeah, that's where I started doing like the, I don't know, would you call them skits? The one where you do like the, where you're mimicking the audio. It's yeah, kinda, like kind of, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, similar, like the lip syncing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was doing that. And then from there, I just, I was like, I think I could do my own. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's, that's kind of how that went. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's always funny to look back on people's content, like it's because kind of what we do, and then see like the growth of it all. Because like even and we chatted with it on DM. Like now you you can even see the quality of your videos, at least on Instagram as well. Like has just grown. And is that just become you upgrading a lot of your stuff, or how is that? When did that transition happen for you? Yeah. So my uh, my mom actually got me a camera for Christmas. Uh, there you go, mom. Right. Hey, shout out to mom. Um. It's crazy. I'm like 32. I could have got my own camera, but like she, she seen that I was really getting serious about the content and I never really thought of getting a new camera or let me phrase that an actual camera. Yeah. Right. Rather than my phone. So she got that for me and I bought my own lens. And then from there, yeah, the quality just, it was like night and day, at least in my opinion. 
I, I, I would actually say real quick too, that's really what made you stand out to me when I, I think I can't remember, I think it was in the fall, your account started <clears throat> popping up on my feed and I was very impressed with just the quality of the video. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. So pass the thanks on to your mom is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know what though? I'm gonna keep it real. I think, I think the quality being that much better opened up a lot more opportunity for me. Yeah. I think a lot of companies were willing to spend, because I, even before the camera, I got paid by other companies to do content, but I feel like the quality getting better almost made it look more official. Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, and I always tell people too that start with, or they want to start doing content. It don't spend a ton of money on equipment right away. You know, I, you want to get comfortable, you want to practice. And then that way, when you, when you upgrade your equipment, it looks fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like rather than it looks so clear and like you look awkward as hell. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's, that's my, that was a good question. That's a good way to run to this. So with the upgraded equipment, obviously using iPhones and whatnot before or whatever phone you had, did you find that that transition was in fact easier for you? You were like, Oh, I can do, I can do all the same things, but it looks cleaner. And then I can do even, you know, even doper things with some of this equipment. Was it an easier transition at that point? Yeah. And that's because I've been doing content for years already, you know? Yeah. And that, that's why I always recommend it to people, you know, just, just keep banging out content. And then when you, when you feel like you're as comfortable as you can, I, cause you know, at the end of the day, you're always going to get better. Right. Yeah. Um, but once you hit that certain level, then you're like, you know what, I'm going to upgrade or invest. Now I could say invest into a camera, a uh, microphone. And then, yeah, man, I think that'll, that'll take off a lot of people. Yeah. And so do you find that more people are reaching out to you now? Do you ever reach out to companies? Like, how does this work for you now at this point with you, you know, having people that are, whether you call it, whether we're doing, you know, whatever we call it, whether it's sponsorships or, yeah. you know, your collaborations, or collaborations, <laughs> like, do you, do you find it's a mix or do you find people, how, how's that working for you now? That's a great question. Um, I say it's a mix. Um, it's crazy because you know even though like a lot of people like my content and the quality is good i never feel like i'm too good to reach out to people you know what i mean so i'll definitely i I reach out all the time and you know some companies i don't even hear back which best believe i'm writing them all down to remember (laughs) you're like um never forget you know and uh but a lot a lot of companies do reach out to me too so it it is a mix i would say it's a mix for sure yeah um I want to touch on arena club a little bit. Cause it seems like they really, you know, jumped into, I think they really were smart in regards to the way they did this. Cause I think if they jumped into this as just strictly a grading company, they probably would have just fallen by the wayside. Mm-hmm. It's, it's PSA. It's it's that's who's running yeah. the game right now, but they've done all this stuff by collaborating with great content creators like yourself. And then now doing this, you know, repack situation uh, as well. How was it working with them? I mean, obviously you're getting paid by them and you you jokingly did it on They're your They're great. Computer. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, how, how, do you, how do you feel about them as like a company? Do you feel the same way that they're kind of, you know, jumping into this the right way or how, what's going on with that? You know, they're the nicest people. Really? really At least, <laughs> you know, in my eyes, they, they definitely are. I have great conversations with them. I talk to Brian Lee all the time. He's one of the co-founders. I talked to Jesse. He's actually an, another co-founder too. He does a lot of like uh, podcasts and stuff, a lot of media for Arena Club too. 
And yeah, the relationship has just been great. You know, that's why <laughs> it sounds so like, oh, they're paying me. So <laughs> I, I swear <laughs> to God, it, it's awesome. You know, they're, they're really cool. And, uh, and they're very open and they want to get better and they want to grow in the hobby. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people like hate on their repacks, you know, you know, trolls, right. But I, you know, not necessarily you have to be a troll. Cause if you don't like something, that's totally fine too. You have your opinion, but you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I don't get it. You know, it, when people say like, they don't like a certain repack, it's like all repacks are kind of the same, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? So you're like, chasing, you're chasing, you're opening it because you know, there's depending on the repack situation, there could be three to five strong cards that, you, that yeah. you're going to make your money on. And that's what you're doing. It's that the, everyone knows what's happening. No one, you shouldn't be surprised yeah. when you open it up and you get two PSA 10 base cards and you're like, what happened? You're like, well, yeah. And, and you know what too, though, the one that I love about arena club with their repacks or slab packs, um, they, they be having like autographed, like they had a pair of Jordan fours signed by Michael Jordan. I was like, dude, that's sick. Well, let, oh, that's let awesome. me, let me tell you a little something. So yesterday, it's funny. We talked about this now. Yesterday, I decided, I was like, you know what? I had opened a couple of their cheaper repacks before because I just wanted to see what they looked like. And I was like, you know what? I, I tried to do the Ruby pack. It's like $400 a pack. You get two cards. And I was like, I'll try it. And I, I looked awesome. out and I got one. And I was like, oh, first card. It's like this Kumar Rocker, Leaf Trinity, one of one. Sick patch, mm -hmm. but whatever. It's a Leaf Trinity, one of one. Yeah. The next card, Jerry Rice, flawless auto out of 20, Arena Club 1010. Boom. And I was like, boom. I was That's like, cool. I was like, damn, Arena Club. I was like, <laughs> That's, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you right now, they they go to a ton of shows. Oh like, yeah, obviously. They're always they're always buying slabs, um, you know, to to re, to re up for the slab packs. You know, they they yeah. put a lot of effort into that, and it shows. You know why? Because stuff is selling out. Yeah. You know, Are they one big? I mean, would you say now they're one of the big repackers in the industry? I mean, it seems like they've kind of become that over the past few months. I think so. I honestly think so. Um, Cause I don't really see um, at least, you know, on my feed and stuff like that. I don't really see a lot of repacks. Mm -hmm. So the fact yeah. that they're so consistent, they're trying their best to, to do value and they have like great chasers. I mean, what else more do you want? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now to that, obviously, aside from that with you and you're also a breaker and with that with the changing of the market and the changing of like the higher prices because of the cj strouds and the wembys and things mm -hmm. like that do you find yourself still being able to do this and like make it worth your your time and your money or is it becoming more of a struggle because of the way that the market has changed um i would say to be honest i'm still doing all right yeah, I'm still okay. doing all right. Um, you know, I I think we ran through like six NFL prism cases. Um, yeah, even like with Bowman draft, I think we did like eleven. So <laughs> I'm I'm doing good. I'm yeah. doing good. Okay, um, that's good. That's good I, I've go. gotten asked. I've gotten asked to break on other platforms before. Like they've reached out to me, and um, you know, I if I'm doing all right, I feel like there's no point in changing it now. Um, yeah. So if you ever see me on another app, you can be like, damn, nature must have been struggling on Instagram. <laughs> Times are tough. Times hey, are tough. Or, or he got cashed out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where are you mostly breaking right now? Instagram. Instagram. That's I that's what I thought, but I wanted to make sure people people knew that. Oh yeah. Uh Instagram. <laughs>
That's yeah, great. My, yeah. MySpace. You can find him on breaking on MySpace. <laughs> on you guys remember Zanga? <laughs> oh yeah, back in the day. <laughs> Nature cur- only on Zanga and MySpace, yeah. but it's a it's <laughs> sickest break you'll ever be on. Just to <laughs> confirm, he is not breaking on those platforms. He's on Instagram, so just follow him <laughs> on Instagram. You'll be fine. Oh. Uh, so, so how I've seen it grow and grow and I'm really happy about it. Just being from the Bay area. I've been, I've been away from the Bay for over, over 12, 13 years now in SoCal, but it seems like the card show scene has definitely grown out there, which is great to see. Do you see, is that, is that what's truly happening out there? I mean, I'm just basing it on what I see on social media, but. Yeah, I think the Bay area market, um, you know, we have, we have great collectors, a lot of great, uh, breakers content people we have it all it's just uh and the shows they seem great to us you know because we see a lot of like our friends fellow people in the bay but my main goal is i want to get more out of state people to come to the bay yeah Um, you know like a lot of my buddies in the hobby or like influencers (laughs) and stuff that you know they they never come to the bay And and to be honest i don't think there's been a show that's been promoted enough on that level to even want to get people here. And really? that's, that's honestly my main goal. That's my main goal. Like I, I, I want a culture collision in the Bay, you know, yeah. I want a national in the Bay, right. It's uh, that's what I'm really going to work on this year. I, I really want to grow the whole Bay area as a whole, you know what I mean? Cause yeah. I feel like we deserve a spotlight too, you know? Listen, I'd be, I'm biased, but like I truly believe that places like the Bay Area and look, it's not that far off even here in Los Angeles and two major cities in the U.S. If you know, it, we don't have that many shows. I mean, obviously in Southern California, we got Burbank now. That's Wait, where is Burbank exactly? Show. It's not even in L.A. or Burbank. It currently oh. is going to be in Ontario, California yeah. in a couple of weeks, you know, but but even that's a big show where like people travel from like the east coast and yeah stuff. yeah i know now, a lot of east coast people going out yeah. yeah but now that i mean that, that didn't exist to like a year and a half ago like all of a sudden you know robert made it happen so i agree with you i i'm hoping that if it's not you somebody else or a collaboration can come together and try and grow something in the bay because there's so many collectors up there there's you know there's so many good good content creators and stuff like that but to have people travel and it's like it's it's an amazing city <laughs> to go travel to too it's like there's so much stuff you can go do that it's yeah. crazy to me that you know the only two shows i really see pop up are the san francisco show and like the fairfield show and i'm just like what what yeah come on and guys even, and, and even then that's not you know like a lot of people aren't coming for that yeah. you know yeah, yeah so are you traveling a lot to shows me so mo- the only time i travel is really in california um and that's only because just recently, I realized, you know, if, if I'm doing content and if I'm working with all these different companies, I should probably travel more. So this year specifically, I have stuff planned. You know, I I might do content at the Nationals. I spoke to some people about that. Um, I'm going, well, it's in California, but I'm going to Burbank. Um, you know, I, I just want to travel more. I do. I really yeah. do. Because then there's a lot of people that support me that aren't in California. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's always great with- to meet with that like you have a family you know you have you have this you're traveling so like how do you find yourself and i like i always ask this question because like we always get different answers how do you find yourself being able to spin all those plates because content creation is not like listen it isn't a hard back breaking job but it's time consuming 
And so is breaking. And so is being a dad. So like, how do you do all these things and stay sane? <laughs> I ask myself that every day. As soon as you said sane, I was like, I don't think I'm sane, man. <laughs> but uh, it's, I'm going to be dead honest, man. It's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, especially because the wife, my wife is a nurse. So she is at work. right? Yeah. And I'm at home. I'm watching the babies until my eldest is off uh which is like what three o'clock you know she's 14 so she helps uh from that point till when the wife gets home but like you gotta understand while i'm with the babies i'm thinking of content i'm thinking of skits i'm thinking of you know i'm, I'm writing like scripts that i don't even follow but i'm writing the scripts you know what i mean and our phone notes are probably so funny just thinking about like the little blurbs that are probably on them yeah yeah you know and it's great. And then as soon as she gets home, I do my thing. And then, you know, I'm still trying to fill breaks. Like it's time consuming. Yeah. Is, is there a certain time of day you tend to, I always, I've tried to get on like a certain schedule of like when I'm kind of ideating and recording. And I'm curious, always interested to see kind of other people, like when, when are you doing most of your recording? Are you kind of doing it on the weekends and rolling out throughout the week? Or are you filming each day? I try to film each day. Um, and like that's after like 3 p.m. You know what I mean? When I have help uh with the babies. But I try to do, yeah, I try to do every day and even like stack them a little bit, you know what I mean? Um, especially if I'm doing content for <laughs> multiple companies. Yeah. yeah. Like it gets a little mm. gets a little overwhelming when there's like certain deadlines that are so close together. And then, you know, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. When you have a lot of stuff, you really have to like. I have to put maybe my breaking to the side for a second while I do this, which is crazy because breaking makes me a lot of money. You know what yeah. I mean? And Or vice versa. If there's a big release, kind of have to put the content to the side because I have to capitalize on, you know, the money, right? So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a trip. I never even really uh, went to the nitty gritty, but yeah, it's, it's a trip doing all of that. Cause I, you know, I don't, I feel like there's not too many people who, who do, a lot of content and breaking no you know? no it's it's only a few and we've only like we recently had mama breaks on and mm. she's she's become a company like she's yeah. just like fully become a company you that know is so awesome. like, she's awesome. yeah she, she's amazing so like it's and this is your full time right like all this yeah. stuff together is your full time which is like which is mind-boggling to me in a sense because like i still have my full time and then I'm doing all this at the same time, you know? So it's like, it's just, it's, it's all a, a crazy thing. But yeah, when you put it in perspective of all the things we're actually doing on a daily basis, you're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then look, remember, cause I do a lot of case breaks and stuff like that. The sorting, the shipping, like. Mac. <laughs> I stream one night a week and I call Wednesday mornings, which is the morning after I call it ship a palooza and Wednesday mornings <laughs> are now ship a palooza. And I just yeah. get a coffee and I grind it out. Oh I, my god! Yeah, there, I there's start... times. Oh, good. No, no, please go ahead. I was gonna say there's times where like a break ends late, and I'll just look at all the shit and I go, "Fuck!" <laughs> like I gotta do. Sorry if I'm not supposed to curse. No, you're fine. <laughs> uh, and you know, and there's times where like something ends at 12, 1 a.m., and I'm like, "Damn, let me just get it over with and just like sort." And then, yeah, it's it's crazy. That's part of the reason I haven't gotten into break. It is in. Stock, you and I talked about this, like the, the repacks make it, if you're a one person show, 
repacks are much easier in selling singles, but breaking, I just think, yeah, I, I feel like you need a team. I think you need to have your kids in there with you, just helping sort everything. <laughs> it's a, it's a terror. Like, so I, I recently started breaking on loot and it over in October and it's, it's evolved into, Oh, just doing my own like personal repacks to like, oh, I'll throw some wax in here. And now like, I tell the same thing, everybody, I'm, I'm like, make the same joke. I'm just like, yeah, start breaking. It'll be fun. They said, oh yes, add some wax in. It'll be great. They said, and then my one day of shipping comes back a week and I want to murder everyone in my house and like showing up at the post office and like, here guys, just scan all this. Like, it's just, yeah. it's, it's crazy, man. So there's so much more goes into it than people I think realize. Yeah. And unless you want to be just a crappy breaker and yeah. ship terrible packages out to people. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a, an employee, but he, uh, he went to college. So I've just been on my own. <laughs> Damn you. Why did you go to school? <laughs> so you know what's funny though? Actually, true story. Um, he's seen like a lot of the money that comes in from sure. breaking. And he goes, Whoa, right? He's he's an older brother of my daughter's classmate, right? And he calls me uncle. He goes, Um, dude, that's crazy. I was like, boys go to school <laughs> go, go to school. school still you know what i mean like i had to make sure like like yeah this shit is cool but i i wish i went to school still you know what i mean i was like get I, your ass to school <laughs> i wasn't i didn't go to school yet. i went to like i tried to go like to a jv i was terrible in high school then i had to go to a jv for a little bit thinking maybe i could go out and it just didn't work out so i've just been working my since i was a kid it's the same yeah. thing i but think like, i went to jv for a week <laughs> yeah yeah for, for real jc jc yeah jc jc yeah and it's a it's a weird situation because it is that that conversation where it's like, listen, I do pretty I do well, and people can look at it from the outside in and be like, well, you didn't go to school, like what, like you, and look at you, you're doing all right. And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> there's Brian, a lot that, there's a lot that goes into this. This isn't like uh you know like you said I I don't get to shut off at five p.m. necessarily every day. I have to just continue to to think about stuff or I'm packaging things in a room, you know, at, at 10 PM, my wife wants to murder me. You know, it's like all this stuff that goes into it. Spouse management, yeah. man. It's one of the, it's not talked about enough in the hobby. Keeping well, Max your... about Max about to find out. I tell him like his days of running around the U S are going to slowly close in on him. He's getting married this year. And I was like, you wait, pal. Oh, congratulations. Thanks, man. Yeah. She's in the other room working. She's probably listening to all this. So I'm trying to keep it cool. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, man. Uh, the, the tough thing with my wife, uh, for the longest time, she felt like, <laughs> like you're just in the room hanging out. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm working. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, dude, or like, I'm like, hey, I got to go to LA for a show. Really? And I'm like, dude, like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. a lot of wives, they probably don't see this as serious work because we enjoy well, they... it. And yeah, and they see you scan and they see you scan and all the websites for cards and they see you like, yeah. and stuff and it's and see you running around at shows. Yeah. I you get know, it. And, and she's like, you just been sitting there all day. I'm like, you think I want to sit on live for eight hours, like trying to fill breaks? Like, are you serious? <laughs> like, come on. Having the same conversations with people over and over again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I did a skit where um uh, it's crazy actually. I didn't even have any copyrighted audio, but Instagram uh took the audio. And I did one where, um, you know, a breaker's waiting and you know how it shows when someone enters the live. I remember that. Oh, what's up? And then the viewer count drops like while you're talking. Like that happens all the time, man. You know, 
especially i i told that i told max so back in the day i tried to break on whatnot and it was the most defeating thing that i've ever done in my life because i was sitting there on whatnot and then you would see the same thing that would tick one and be like hey welcome <laughs> in tick. and i'm like Wait, where'd you go where'd you go yeah and it's like damn do i even finish my sentence with no one listening <laughs> i remember that skit for multiple reasons one it was funny two i actually wanted to do the same thing which leads me to my next question how often are you sick of the hype beast breaker boys would you rather talk about sports cards with trusted respectful sports card stores and dealers from around the u.s well loop is the answer loop is an online marketplace where you can buy sports cards no matter how you collect personal packs and boxes, dollar auctions, group breaks, singles and slab sales, and much more. All of it on one app called Loop. Go try Loop on iPhone, Android, and the web. And the best part is, is you get 10 bucks if you use the stock and trade link to sign up. Find the link in the description of this episode that'll take you directly to the app. So check out Loop. We guarantee you won't be disappointed. Question. How often do you see something pop up on someone's social that you follow and you're like, damn, I was going to do something like that. <laughs> and then uh, like go. there's been a few, there's yeah. been a few of them. Um, especially like with TikTok trends. Yeah. Um, Cause I'll see it on TikTok. you know, don't even think of it. And then as soon as I see someone in the hobby, do it. And it's funny. I'm like, fuck, I could have did it like a week ago. You know what I mean? That's true. You, always wanna be the first. The edge. you know, you always want to be the first. Uh, I remember when that whatnot seller, uh, when he hid the downtown, I think something like that. He, uh, he showed it on screen, hands went off camera, yeah, hands yeah. went back on camera and there was no card. And I was like, yeah. oh, the <laughs> but, fuck? like, first of all, like, are you stupid? Like people are watching you, you're live, right? <laughs> like, there's no way in hell that you really just thought no one noticed that. Right. Yeah. Dun, dun. And I made sure when I got home, I go, I'm going to fucking make fun of them right now. And People are commenting like, oh, you beat me to it. You beat me to it. You know what I mean? Which actually that skit did so well that I got threats in my DMs. People really? thought it was real. Yeah. Oh, I remember. I remember you posting on your stories being like, this wasn't, I am not it's, the person yeah. <laughs> that did this. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, I was just laughing. They were like, if I see you at a show, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And I'm just like. Damn. Well, I was laughing because you know, <laughs> Thanks, I, man. Not, nothing bothers me, right? But it's like, yeah. if anything, I'm like, damn, I did a good job. Like, yeah, they think, <laughs> think it's real, and they probably think I'm a fucking idiot because, like, it was like, who does that, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it was the yeah. on this side. Yeah, yeah, it was the DT yeah. guy. You'll never see the DT, and it's like, yeah. oh man, this dude. <laughs> and he had like he had cards upside down on his wall. Yeah, fucking that's weird. Right. Well, I, yeah. I guess real quick too. So for those that don't follow you, don't know you, how would you describe your content to people that aren't familiar with it? Um, man, uh, Troy from David Adams, he, I think he said it best. I'm really like a Jack of all trades. You know, <laughs> I, I do the content. I do the breaking. I, I do like everything really. Yeah. Cause I you do, do funny, videos. funny bits. You do, you know, some educational. I've seen you. Yeah. I've seen you kind of hit it all. Yeah. Um, I take pride in that because I, you know, I don't really see anyone doing that. Um, at least on even on that level of like everything, like from the the original skits to the breaking, to you know, I, I like to tell myself not no breaker 
is doing content like me and no yeah. one doing content is breaking like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah. I try to, I try, I try to do my best to like stand out because yeah. you have to, especially in this hobby, you know? Yeah. And with that, like, so every, a lot of guys I talk to nowadays are always trying to figure out like the next stage of that. So like, have you thought about like how you want to keep like growing your content or changing your content or keeping it fresh? Or is that just going to come with time? Like, is there any, any plan moving forward type thing for you? Um, I know my two goals this year, actually three, one, I wanted to travel more. Two, yeah. I wanted to partner with more companies. And the third one is I really want a tops card. <laughs> I really want one, even though I've made fun of Michael Rubin and fanatics. I, I really want one. And actually too, on that note, the thing with what I do and how I make fun of a lot of companies, it kind of makes me think like, damn, am I burning my bridges to get paid by them to do content? Yeah. But that's like I'm a, gonna a be real- careful with it. Yeah. I know. But at the same time, half of me is like, I don't give a fuck if I work with them or not, right? The people yeah. like it. But at the, at the end of the day, it's like, I want to work with them, you know? And I feel like I'm not being too rude about it. No, I, I think, so listen, I come from that same place of like, listen, I'm going to make jokes. And if for some reason somebody doesn't want to see that it's a joke, then whatever. I call, mm -hmm. I, and I, I think I see it in the Bay Area a lot. I call it like irrational confidence. Like, I feel like a lot of people that I know, especially from the Bay Area, have this irrational confidence confidence including myself that it's just like whatever we're gonna figure this like we'll do this yeah. Yeah, what just so smug i just can't stand it anymore and it, it, it just is it's like one of those things it's like eh, yeah i think i'll try this today it'll probably work yeah. out for me you know yeah. so... that's, that's the truth <laughs> um yeah no that's very true it's uh it's fun man it's it's a it's a definitely a, a good time but yeah so the content like i said is is so good the i love the the partnerships and with the partnerships do you ever find yourself turning people down or like yeah. has anybody reached out to you where you're like nah yeah yeah um especially if the company is like conflicting with the one that i'm working with already but i tell them respectfully you know like hey maybe in the future right i don't yeah. know but as of right now out of respect to the 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 people i'm working with i can't really do that you know yeah like i'm i partnered with bcw I can't work with ultra pro, you know what I mean? So like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, I do content for uh, a pretty big shop here in Northern California, neighborhood card shop. Mm. I can't do content for another shop, you know, and that's just out of respect. And they, a lot, of, they understand it too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, I think it's, I think that is the thing that will help you continue to grow in the, in the rate that we've seen is like, the understanding of like basic business etiquette, which is yeah. also very hard to for people to understand sometimes in the hobby. AKA we see a lot some of people don't got no common sense. <laughs> That's what it is. Business <laughs> yeah. etiquette. Stock is talking about some people don't have common sense that you shouldn't be working with certain companies when you're already working with one, man. It's crazy sometimes. I see people post and I'm like, wait a second, you just posted this. <laughs> Didn't three days ago, you just posted this? I was like, I guarantee those companies are not happy about this. They're like, what What just happened? You know, so it's it's a crazy situation that you see sometimes that I think is uh, probably leading to you gaining more partnerships. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
yeah, it's it's a trip. But I I really do enjoy working with uh, different businesses and helping them grow. And you know, to be honest, it feels good when companies see you and they're like, "Damn, you probably bring value to me or to our company." Like that's an awesome feeling. You know, when I go to shows and just even random people when they go, "Hey, nature," like you know, they dab me up and they're like, "Love your content." Like for some reason, that means more to me than like making a lot of money in a break. Yeah, because there's something yeah, about totally, being yeah. creative and doing creative things and people appreciating it. I don't know, man. That 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 fucking feels like it pays off, you know. Yeah. I mean, look, every like whether no matter how secure or whatever you are in yourself, validation is always extremely important for yeah. for any human. So, especially when you put a lot of work and effort into something, you know, it's just like facts. And that's I think you know, we talked about it before and why I like you so much nature is like, so you are constantly trying to like also bring people up and bring people along in the hobby, which is always to me, very important. Like I never think that I'm competing with anybody. I just want everyone to be able to succeed and we can collaborate with each other. Cause there's plenty of space here, but like, where did that come from? Is that something that like you grew up with? Is that just like, uh, like uh, something that your your was instilled in you as a kid? Like, how did how did that grow within you? Damn, that's a hell of a question. Um, <laughs> that's a good one, man. I, I feel like I've always been like that. Um, I, I, way back, I, I used to be a manager at like Sprint and Verizon and stuff like that. And even as a manager, I would always like tell my reps like hey even though I'm a manager we're all on the same level like let's all like uplift and get paid and I feel like that's why I was a very successful right like Verizon I think I was top five in um in I don't know if it was the Bay or California probably the Bay California's hella big there's probably hella Verizon that wasn't that <laughs> in the world but I was a, a yeah. top five Verizon in the world <laughs> um you know I, I feel like I just I feel like I've always been selfless. Um, you know, I I never hesitate to put people on, even if they're in the same field as me. Um, yeah, I, I just want to see people grow. You know, I feel like what you just said, there's enough, there's enough to be made with everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree, man. It's just, you know? it's and so much. Like, and, you know, if, I feel like if you hesitate to put your people on, then you're not that confident in yourself to think that you could even keep leveling up. You know, I, I put all my people on, all my close friends. Um, you know, I, I try to set them up with opportunity and stuff like that with some of the companies I partner with. And in no way do I ever feel like that's going to affect me and my performance and what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> that's pretty much selfless man yeah but i, I think and i think that really speaks to you know talking about the opportunities and the brands you've been able to work with and i think people see it i mean i think it's easy to spot out that within your content that authenticity so kudos to you man and you know yeah. what too i think that's why a lot of people root for me man because i i root for them and i show it there's a dude there's there's a ton of people well-known people in this hobby that you know I've never seen them post about anybody else other than them. Yeah. You know? um, and I'm not throwing shade, obviously, you know what I mean? Uh, that's their, that's their prerogative, but like, you're going to tell me you don't have friends. You're going to tell me you don't have friends who are trying to break or trying to do content. 
and you're yeah. not even trying to like put them on you know what i mean i don't know that's just, I, th- that's just i think that's the hard part is like some people get into this and they become a certain level and then they become what they consider a brand and then they're yeah. like well you know you don't see pepsi rooting on the other people and you're like yeah but i don't know if it's the same thing like it's a yeah. little different you know it's like i agree I've, I've always i just feel like it's like doing that is just going to be get more back to me at the same time you know i mean and, it, yeah. and i'm also i'm also competitive so like if I, I like the idea of seeing somebody do something like better than me and i'm like mm, now i gotta now i gotta step up like yeah. You know, I don't think of it as like, oh man, this guy's doing something I'm not doing. It's like, oh, how do I, how do I, how do I make, how do I get better? You know? Yeah. And to be honest, I feel like if you ever lose that drive to be better, then you'll never be better. You know, yeah. like you always, like I'll, I'll look at other people's content and, you know, I'll be like, come on, I can do that. Like, really? You know, <laughs> or I'll even, I'll even look at it like, dude, my shit's way better. <laughs> and I use that I use that you know like what you said competitive you know yeah yeah um I feel like I just gotta put in the work so that way more eyes could could see me you know yeah um and that's just the that's the crazy thing about social media is you're really only one post away like you're always just one post away from like the whole game changing for you and being like damn like that was crazy yeah. <laughs> you know yeah that's real stuff or even as a breaker too you're one big card yeah. you know from being put on the map um yeah man but yeah with the content stuff i i always have that mentality like i'm the best you know like and that's no disrespect to no one doing content of course it's just yeah. a thing that yeah. i have to that's how i have to to think yeah. you know in order to be the best I, yeah, so I had a, oh, go ahead, Max. Sorry. I was just going to say the, you know, we've talked a lot about content and for those that are maybe getting into it or maybe who aren't in it yet, what would you have any kind of recommendation you would have for someone who wants to get into creating content or starting to share more on social media regarding kind of what they're doing in the hobby? Oh man. Um, you just got to really love it and uh, have a passion for it, have an interest of it. Because if you don't, it's going to show and people will know, um, you know, there's, you know, I've heard of, I, I, cause obviously, you know, if you're really in the hobby, you hear your friends and what they say, you know, a lot of people think like some people aren't in the hobby and stuff like that, but they're making hobby content, um, which to be fair, you could always, you know, you could start off doing that and then grow a love for it. Right. But the fact that, you know, people think that it's like, you know, you don't want to, it's, it's tough. It's tough. And that's why I feel like if you really have a passion for it and appreciate it, it's going to show in your content and it's going to be authentic in my eyes. Yeah. I think that's great. I always tell people the same thing. It's like for everything that I've ever done, whether it's like my full time or this, if at any point in time, like I don't think that I'm enjoying it, there's a lot of other things that I can go do that are probably even easier than what I'm trying to get yeah. done, you know? <laughs> And like you said, it'll definitely show through your content. It'll all of a sudden your content will become like semi-negative or, you know, some something will something will come through. And I think that's uh, that's super great advice for anybody. Also, uh, too, I just want to say, like, I love both of your content. I think uh, it, especially the ones how I know you guys 
don't live together, but you edit it the way it's like you guys are walking in another room. Dude, that shit's so funny. I, <laughs> so I just want to say, dude, you guys are doing a great job too. I appreciate it. And I'm glad you got my Venmo this morning. So it was a swap for swap. <laughs> Why didn't anyone send me any money? That's like, uh, come on guys. Hey, Mac, I'm still waiting for that Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we, we talk about this a lot, but I, you may or may not know this, but stock and I've actually never met in person. So, I think I've heard uh, you say that. I've heard you it. say that before. So yeah. it makes it even funnier. But yeah, this gets people seem to enjoy them. Stock. We haven't done one in a couple of weeks. We I know. Yeah, we'll we'll do one for nature. I got I got some ideas. Uh, um, <laughs> Tell me in. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I have to ask this because this will come out before the game. I'm a Niner fan. You're a Niner fan. How, how you feel about the game? Oh man, I feel like. <laughs> Jeez, the past two weeks have been so stressful, man. Um, <laughs> I feel, I feel good. I feel good. Like, sound like a, like I'm Ron Burgundy. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> I, you don't sound like you're good. Like, uh, I feel great. I think we're gonna win. Um, you know, if I were to take my Niner cap off, I feel like whoever wins the Super Bowl is more than deserving because the Chiefs, they've, you know, they've never been on the road and they just did two road games. Niners have never played from behind. We just did two games like that. So it's like you can't even hate on the winner. But of course, oh my God. I see the thing is, I'm 32, right? A lot of people in their 40s, 50s, when they hear Niners, they think of all the glory days, all the Super Bowl championships. I haven't seen any of them, right? <laughs> yeah. Except what 94, I was three years old. That doesn't count. You know what I mean? Like, I, I've never been to a parade, you know? So like it it's been tough being a Niner fan. I'll tell I'll tell you what why I like I'm a Niner fan. I'm 42, so like I remember 90 the 94 uh, Super Bowl, mm -hmm. and I'll say the same way that I felt in 94 is the same way I feel about this game. And mm -hmm. obviously the Chiefs, the Chiefs, Mahomes is Mahomes, so you never know what's gonna happen. But I true I'm telling everybody I know, and it's not some like the irrational confidence talked about. I truly believe the Niners are gonna run away with this game, and people are gonna be like, "What the hell okay. just happened?" Okay. And I don't know what it is, but I was like, I, I as soon as the the as soon as the Chiefs beat the Ravens, I was like, if the Niners can win this game against the Lions, I was like, I'm telling you right now, they are going to dominate the ball, and their Mahomes is not going to know what's going to what's going to hit him. And I'm just that's how I feel. But and I could be eating my you know hat come Super Bowl Sunday, but I feel like they're very similar teams in regards to like the weapons defensively and offensively. I think we have a better team, like on paper, hands down. Like, listen, if, if the 49ers and not to get like talking headish here, but like the <laughs> line, the linebackers for the 49ers are fast and they're good and they will cover Kelsey. And then after that, you're just hoping that Rasheed Rice and, and, and MVP can actually catch the ball. Remember how to catch the ball again. Yeah. If know? we can and stop like, the run. Yeah. Oh, man. I, and you know it's crazy before that uh the Niner Philly game. And you know, of course, Niner fans are like, oh, we're gonna get our revenge. I told some of my buddies, I was like, do not be surprised if we blow them out. Oh, yeah. They were like, they're like, no way. I go, dude, at least with Philly, the way they've been winning, yeah. you know, it's almost like a coin flip, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. With the Chiefs one, I'm like, damn, dude. Like, I oh, I want to win so bad. I'm going to Vegas too. Are you oh, gonna go? Nice I, I, I was still kicking it around for like the longest time. My wife asked me the day, she's like, Are You gonna go? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I kind of want to, but yeah, honestly, even just to like, be in the environment, 
of the strip, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's uh it's cool. I mean, just I still have that same feeling of them losing to the Chiefs last time. And I was I expect like I didn't expect them to like necessarily win like I do this time, mm-hmm. but I thought that they had a better ch- had a chance and they did, and it just slipped away. And this one I'm like, watch, watch what's gonna happen. I was like yeah. I-, I will say our offense is definitely better this year than that last Super Bowl. Yeah. Especially you gotta remember all the key players on our team that were in that Super Bowl were either rookies, second year. So yeah. like Debo, Bosa, Fred, Kittle, like they've matured so much since then. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you can just watch all the Purdy cards skyrocket to numbers that no one has ever seen before. <laughs> Block Purdy. Block Purdy. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate that, man. Um, man, Wait, thank Matt, you for- who's your team? Oh, yeah. So living in Virginia, it's kind of funny because people are either like Commanders fans or some Baltimore, maybe some Carolina. But uh, I don't I mean, I grew up kind of a Chiefs fan because I knew someone that used to play for the Chiefs. But I uh, I don't you Russell up? Wilson went to my rival high school. So oh, like wow. I was kind of. Yeah. So I was kind of following them for a little bit when he was at, yeah. at Seahawks. But like, I don't think I really have a team right now. I'm going to basket. Max, a basketball guy. He's he's well, he's... soccer's my main one. So like soccer, yeah. I'm like diehard. So okay. you play FIFA? Uh, not as much anymore because this whole card thing that I do yeah, most yeah, of the yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I used to play fun, a lot of FIFA. FIFA's it's fun. so fun. But yeah, I'm a big West Ham fan for soccer for anyone that's in the soccer world. Well, basketball. Uh, so I'm a Wizards fan, which is like the least exciting thing for most people, but I get to pick up cards for really cheap. So it's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants them. Man. Hey, but you know what? At least you could wear the the Jordan uh wizards that's true i almost picked up a uh, numbered those are sick throwbacks i almost picked up a numbered jordan at culture collision in a wizards jersey and i actually didn't pick it up because he was in a wizard's jersey because i was like i'm gonna be stuck with this card for a long time if i pick up this card but you're a wizard fan dude i know but it's like something about jordan a wizards fan i'm still or jordan a wizard jersey i just like it's still weird to me. It's weird. There were some moments, though. There were some moments when you he should was have just... got that card. I'm about to hang up right now. <laughs> but it was like it was, it was a price point card that I was like, Ugh. like usually oh, when I pick up like DC stuff, it's like fifty, hundred, two hundred bucks. Like this was like a price point. I was like, Ugh, that's a lot oh, of cash okay. to sink into yeah. this. So yeah, I feel someone, someone had them twenty twenty prices on that. Yeah. Uh, on that Jordan. <laughs> no, no, it was like it was a Jordan of twenty five. It was like a low number Jordan. So it was like I I I it was like I wrong time, wrong time. Maybe yeah. in the future though. That's sick though. Yeah, you should. That'll be tight. I'd be rocking yeah. a Jordan Wizards jersey all day if I was. Oh like yeah, it. no, that that is definitely a good point. I uh, I need to I need to do that. I need to upgrade. I have a Porzingis jersey that which is uh, I did like Porzingis when he was playing there, and then of course yeah. we got rid of him. I mean, let's be honest. It's either Jordan jersey or Gilbert Arenas jersey. Let's be. Let's oh be yeah. Real. Right. Could go Chris Webber. Chris Webber was there too. I know, but nobody has like the the gangster stories like Gilbert Arenas. Like, just... yeah, that's dude. That'd be a sick ass jersey. And Mac, yeah. it'll go well with you being the Mac too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. Which we <laughs> change now that we right now. You know, now I mean? need to rebrand. Now that I know, I think the it Mac will story. <laughs> At, at the national, it's gonna be great. We'll, we'll, oh we'll, my god! We'll pop out. We'll just just Mac coming out just. And people won't be like, oh, that's Mac. They're going to be like, that's the Mac. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> most, most people, when they see me at shows, do refer to me as the toughest looking guy in the room. So I'm pretty used to <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You feel very intimidating right now. <laughs> we'll we'll yeah. hire some Craigslist ladies from Cleveland. 
It'll oh, there you go. <laughs> what do you think Cleveland Craigslist looks like? That's a good question for everybody. Yeah. Have you guys been to Cleveland or no? I I have. Yeah, it's uh, I still don't know. The Nationals the only place that I've the the biggest card show, and it just goes to listen. Sorry for anybody living in Cleveland. Is they go to some of the worst places? I'm sorry. Like Chicago's a great city. Love Chicago. But city, like Atlantic yeah. City, Cleveland. Like, come on. Do you, well, Chicago. You go to New York or Miami or or do something like even L.A. Yeah, yeah, it's like Cleveland, Atlantic City. Like, what? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. I wonder yeah. why there has to be a reason. So the yeah. Chicago National, keep in mind, is not actually in Chicago. So that's also another thing to keep in mind. It's yeah. near the airport, so it's like its own little like strip of hotel well this is that's also the issue with the i I was looking at places for the national and i was like oh wait this isn't even at the convention center in cleveland this is the convention center outside of cleveland i was like city is it in i forget but i was just like i was talking to some people and they're like where are you staying and i was like i'm staying in downtown cleveland i was like i'll just drive i was like i'm not staying at this crazy small motel next to the cleveland airport nowhere (laughs) yeah i was like I'll drive. I'll take an Uber for for fifteen minutes in Cleveland and go somewhere cool downtown. I was like, I'm not trying to stay next to this next to this convention center in Cleveland. How about this? Why do you guys think that? Like, why do you think they do it in? Like, is it you think it's because it's cheaper? Got to be a money thing, right? Probably, yeah, yeah, probably. In, they why try to do central. They try to do central parts of the country just for ease of access too. Yeah. So like Chicago's easy for people to get to. I liked Chicago. I thought it was a a good venue. Yeah. Other I mean, Atlantic City's not very but... central. <laughs> I said Atlantic City's not very central. Yeah, that one, to me, I heard a lot in, well, I, it's like rival gangs. Like, I I posted something about it one time, and I thought most people were, like, anti-Atlantic City. And then all the Atlantic City fanboys, like, started commenting. I was like, oh, God, what did I do? Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, they want to no. steal people's. It's... People's shit it's out of taxis, though. <laughs> that's what they it's want. Hey, that's a good point, though. It's in the middle, so that way... East Coast, West Coast, same amount of travel, I guess. But yeah, but I mean, I was I was even looking at flights, and I was like, "There's barely any direct flights to this this place." <laughs> yeah. That's how you know you're in the middle of nowhere. There's no direct. Yeah, I was like, "What do you mean? I got to fly to Dallas first, and then I got to go to Cleveland?" I was like, "Come on, man! Just, Hop on a train. Why don't you have it in Atlanta train? at the very least? Right. Dallas, like, it's fine. Give me a central hub, and we'll, you yeah. know." Well, have you guys been to the Dallas show before? No, but I heard it's. I've heard really good things over the past year. Haven't been either. Like, really loving it, but I, I also, I also can't confirm that it's actually in Dallas, and I don't believe anybody. Oh. Like <laughs> now, I don't think anything is anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Burbank Card Show. Burbank. Welcome, welcome to Ontario, was in California. Cobb. Like, what do you mean yeah. it's in Ontario, Robert? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Someone told me Ontario is like an hour away from LA. I was like, oh. yeah. With traffic, it's like an hour and 15 minutes. And I'm like, man, I got to go deal with this now. It's like last time I was in Anaheim. I'm like, that wasn't. Oh, I close. loved that one. Listen, I loved the the locate the 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 I like that convention center a lot. Ontario's yeah. convention center is nice, uh, but it's just in Ontario. I'd rather go to Anaheim because. Oh, the- my God. Like Disneyland's right there. There was a. We all went to the club, got bottle service. I saw, the, I saw those posts. You're allowed. I was like, damn, they God, just there you went go. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, and then that's another thing, too. If you're in a club in L.A., people know you're from the Bay. Because a lot of people in L.A. are just like, hello, like stiff. They're, they're too cool. Yeah. I, I've learned a lot this episode about West Coast culture. So I'm, I'm taking Oh, that. my God. I'll tell you right now, the Bay Area, it's like we're, it's, we're our own bubble. Like growing up, 
the music scene, there was so much songs that I would have thought everybody knew. Nope. And no, dude. It's literally like, I think so. Uh, there was a song, E40, Kick the Sneak, called Tell Me When to Go, right? Mm-hmm. In high school, that was probably the biggest song for my like generation, Bay Area, like mainstream. And one of those top 10 shows, it was like number seven. I was like, what? Seven? <laughs> and then I never even seen another Bay Area song on those lists. I was like, wow, we really are our own like thing. You know what I mean? Thing. My my song like that was, uh, we got five on it. And I was oh, like, yeah. I, remember, I remember going to the East Coast one time and I was like, what the hell is this song? I was like, how come I haven't heard this song? And they're like, what are you even talking about? And I was like, you never yeah. heard of this song before? And then yeah. I realized like it was just the remix was just super big in the Bay Area and everyone yeah. else in the country was like, it's a trip, right? Yeah. It's like, because like, you know, of course, before iPhones and all that, it was the radio. So like we're listening and they're playing so much stuff. And yeah, that was a trip. I was like, whoa, we culture, freaking the way we dress, how we talk. Like, yeah, we're just yeah. We're in our own I- bubble. I still say hella and people are like, oh, you you haven't lived in Southern California long enough. <laughs> like, no. I feel like hella, um, hella has definitely went across the nation. Yeah, I heard Taylor Swift say I, it I one hear time. hella occasionally here it's, on the East Coast. It's picked it's definitely morphed into the world. I remember 10 years ago when I showed up in LA and they were like, Oh, you're from NorCal. And I was like, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I heard Taylor <laughs> Swift say it one time, and I'm a big T Swift fan, and which actually I'm not listening to any T Swift for the next two weeks. Um, but <laughs> Boycott. I remember she said it on a song and I was like, that just sounded awkward. Like, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. It was, it was weird. But yeah, yeah, that's there's a lot of stuff that originated in the Bay Area, man. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. We'll, we'll catch up on this. Hopefully I'll get a chance to see you at Burbank. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Damn, did we hit an hour? Already? Yeah, 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 for sure. We're going to kick it to the national, too. We got to coordinate that. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll definitely Mac and I have. I've, I finally allowed my wife finally allowed me to to catch a flight to a show, so I'll def I'll be at the national this year. <laughs> yeah, sneaking out. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> so we'll all be there. But man, thank you so much for doing this. This was great. Um, uh, Maca, get any any goodbyes? Well, where can people follow? Like, where can people find you if they want to follow your journey? Yeah, uh, Instagram is where I'm most active. Nature loves you, but loves is L U V Z. Um. And yeah, that's I mean, I have a TikTok, on TikTok but, too. Well, the TikTok, it's usually my movie stuff, which I haven't even been posting recently. So I even YouTube is not the hobby stuff. Um, but for hobby stuff, hobby content, nature loves you on Instagram. I love that handle, by the way. When I, that cracked me up when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, that's just putting out good vibes. How about this? You know why I did that? Why? So that way, anytime in a Raz or in a break and someone spells it out, it's just like a way to spread positivity. Dude. I swear to God, not to sound like a cornball or nothing, yeah. but I was like, you know what? Nature loves you. And it's I like whoever reads me. that, they're like, me? Like, you know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that was like the mentality. Like, he loves I feel me. like at some point you need to meet PSA Poppy. He's big in a Pokemon world. He's a so, big Poppy. Uh, we've, we've, you know, a little chit-chat here and there through uh, Instagram. but Super positive, um, dude. If the two of y'all get together, the world may implode, but I think it's <laughs> worth the risk. Um, I love PSA Poppy's content. It's uh, it's good. It's yeah. good. He's, he's There's a, good a lot of people who do good content, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, PSA Poppy, uh, my buddy Naka. If you guys don't know Naka in the Bay Area, he no. 
Oh man, he's one of the most entertaining breakers. Um, it's it's a fucking show when he's breaking. <laughs> I think breaking is breaking itself is like apples and apples across. I, I like seeing people that are like putting a spin to it. Yeah, he's damn. I I remember the first time I I went and knocked his live, and I go, holy, he's turned up to the max all all show. I was like, I can't even do that. Like, <laughs> it's dude. That that's one person where, and he's also in the Bay. Like, I would love to get more eyes on Naka, man. Especially if you guys like wrestling too. He's a big wrestling fan. I think wrestling's but, huge. And like, wrestling's about to get even bigger. It's going to Netflix again, and it's about to. Oh yeah. About to like the growth is already crazy, but it's about to jump even higher because there's gonna be eyeballs on it that weren't even like that didn't have cable oh. anymore or whatever. So. Yeah, it's Instead about of Netflix and chill. It's like you want to Netflix and wrestle. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and then I seen the meme That's with good. like the you ever see the 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 bed that had the, the fucking ropes and the ring posts around the bed? Yeah. So like that's what they've been using with that Netflix announcement. It's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, buddy. Well, thanks again, dude. I appreciate you. And then uh hopefully we'll see each other real soon. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Hopefully I could come back too, man. Yeah, you know, for sure, man. Great seeing you. Thank you. Uh-huh.